0: Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tricia Stefankowitz, registered dietitian, nutritionist. And today we are gonna talk about some back to school tips for moms. As we start to think about getting our kiddos ready for school, or perhaps your kids have already started school, I thought it it was necessary to talk more about how to make life or some ideas to make life a little bit easier for you and then your family as the school year once again begins this episode was inspired by my sister-in-law emily actually recently we were on vacation and she has two older kids and we were just kind of talking about like what that looks like in terms of her life when the kids go back to school and just how you're in this summer mode. And then all of a sudden you kind of have to reshift and refocus and do a redirection of, of what your family and your home life looks like. So that's where this episode was inspired. And thank you, Emily, for all of your tips. So I felt like it was something that since we were talking about it, that maybe it would benefit you too. And certainly, you know, we'll talk about some ideas that worked for her and just that seem to work for other families but you know in none of this it's just some ideas it's not really meant for you to feel like oh god i have to do all these things and if i don't do these things then i'm failing it's just meant to be some suggestions and um, for you to see if you know, every family is different. So to see if any of these ideas would work for you to give you some peace, because ultimately this whole podcast is about you and trying to figure out how to make your life a priority and how to readjust things in your life to make that happen. And so that's kind of where the suggestions will go through in in this episode. So as we start to think about, the kiddos going back to school and you're beginning to shift your priorities in what is becoming important for your family and what is becoming important to you while also trying to minimize the stress, the added stress of taking care of yourself while also making sure that your kiddos and your family are taken care of as well. And so that sometimes feels like a big burden, right? Now, this doesn't always have to be even your kids going back to school. Perhaps you're going back to school or somebody in your family is going back to school, whatever. It's just that there's a shift in the dynamic or just a shift in focus of what's coming up in the next couple of months. Some of the stressors that tend to be present for parents going back to school is I think a lot of kids do sports or after-school activities, which may be seasonal. So it's not even consistent throughout the year. Perhaps it's the demands of homework now, adding something in at the end of the day. And the stress of preparing lunches, making meals, making sure all the paperwork and everything is done. So these are kind of some of the things that I was thinking of that we could really start to talk about some ways to make that process easier. So during this episode, I'm going to have three ideas or three tips to try to make this school year a little bit easier for you as it begins, or at least until it becomes a little bit more routine. So the first tip, is creating some kind of command center. So this doesn't have to be anything formal. And you may already be doing this. It might just be some little tiny piece of this. But the idea is to have a central location where all-important family data, or any information that you're trying to find is stored or present so that you're not constantly looking for paperwork or looking to find some important things that perhaps your kid needs. The idea of it is to kind of have a place where all things are in one particular spot when it comes to people and family schedules. This command center can look like anything. I mean, if you were to put in the internet like a command center, you will get a whole bunch of of locations. So, what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking about creating some kind of hub in your home could be anything. It could be an actual physical place. I would probably recommend a physical place and then having some kind of calendar. But so, kind of having the physical location in your home. So that could be that could be the back of a door, a nook that you have somewhere in the kitchen, a mudroom, a desk. Aside of a refrigerator. And what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of a command center is that this is a place where, again, you're going to have, you're going to know the important dates coming up for the school year. You're going to have paperwork that needs to be completed. Perhaps it's vaccine forms. You're going to have a place for your chargeable area, for your electronics, for the kiddos, or for even yourself, maybe a hook for backpacks and for keys I'm also thinking that this may have something like a bulletin board or a chalkboard or post-it notes and papers and pens and cubbies and things like that where you can hold your information. It could be, you want to probably have some kind of calendar there too, because you want to have a place where you're syncing your schedule for your kiddos and what they're doing. So when we talk about some kind of calendar, it could be anything. It could be a calendar in your phone. It could be a physical calendar. It could be a dry eraser board or a monthly calendar, or it could just be like a bulletin board. Anything where you have just a spot where you can put all the paperwork and all the things that you need. We all know when you have kids, it's like or even if it's for yourself, like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. You want your calendar for the school year. And then if you have, you know, multiple family members, and I'm assuming the bigger your family is, my family is small, but I'm assuming the bigger the family it is, the more people that you're trying to keep track of, probably the more space you're going to need. So I would have also some kind of like a family calendar or some kind of shared calendar where everybody can put what they need to do this year into that calendar, or at least on a month to month basis. And I know this sounds like a lot. And I think all the tips in here, they probably sound like it's a lot at the beginning to manage. But the, the hope of it is, is that you're able to do a little bit more upfront and then it saves you time in the long run. Because if you have a place where you're looking for, you know, your keys and your backpack and your electronics, it'll hopefully make it a little bit easier in the long term that you're not fussing and running around and trying to find all of the things that, that make a morning so much harder. So when we talk about a family calendar, I'm thinking something like a shared Google Calendar or having it on a chalkboard or whatever it is that that works for your family. Now, some of the, or even just a physical calendar. I know I have like a big like monthly calendar that I put all my stuff in there. And so it's just whatever works for you. I mean, again, this isn't meant to be anything crazy. It's just meant to be a central location. And so some of the if you're somebody who likes to use an actual digital calendar, my my suspicion, if you have older kids, there's probably a lot of digital stuff going on because I'm sure most of the older kids are kind of just in that generation. I don't have older kids, but it sounds like there are some apps that are really helpful that people use and they are, and I'll put these in the show notes, things like Cozy or Our Home or Family Wall Or there's another app called Picnic. These are digital calendars that you can put your information in. Each of them has something unique to offer. You know, some of them have where your kids can go in and add different like groceries that you may need. So it's really just trying to figure out what it is that works for your family. You may be a family that just uses pencil and paper or you use a whiteboard. Whatever it is, is great. It's just figuring out what works for you and for your family you want to use some kind of place or you know, when we're talking about like Google Calendar, you really want it, or any of these apps, you really want to try to probably use something that all of you are familiar with and that is easy to use. You you don't want to get into a place where you're like, oh gosh, I have to go into this app and I have no idea how to use it. Especially, I'm guessing the kids are probably know how to use it more than we would know how to use it. So just something that you can all that everyone's familiar with and that it's kind of easy to get in and out or to write on. And what I would say is, setting aside a time for each family member to put whatever they need to do into the calendar. So just because you have like whatever you're using as a source of a calendar and knowing what's coming up for the upcoming week, I would also make a time or schedule a time that everyone's gonna go in and put their stuff in there so that it kind of takes a little bit of the burden away from you. So if you have older kids, maybe have them, if they have cheerleading practice or whatever they have to do, or they're involved in some kind of sport, Besides that, just to kind of go in and add whatever it is they have to do each particular week. Maybe you have a Sunday afternoon and you just kind of line them up and have them put out, put in what they need to do. So establishing a command center is the first tip. And remember, this isn't meant to be anything crazy. It's just meant to be a place where you can put all your stuff together and that you can find it and it makes your life easier. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate is whatever it is that works for your family. In our family, again, which is small, we use a whiteboard and we have a place in our kitchen where we have all of the stuff that we need to have. If I didn't have that, the shit would be everywhere. I would have, you know, I would have a stuff all over the kitchen table and all over everywhere in the house. So I think it's important to recognize that it's just a space, whatever works for you, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Next is trying to start thinking about some snack and meal ideas that you're going to start to utilize. I think the whole meal planning, I always talk about meal planning on here and it's boring and nobody likes to do it, but I really do believe it is the foundation for maintaining any of the health goals that you have. And especially if you have health goals that you're trying to pass along to your, to your family. So I think this is one that's also particularly stressful because it changes often, especially if you have multiple family members. It's just really hard to maintain over the long term unless you're really you know, putting the effort in. And it's hard to do, especially if you have a week where it's really, really hard and you have a lot of commitments. So I'm going to just talk about some ways to make it a little bit easier and some ideas that we can do to make it a little bit easier. When I'm thinking about you know meal prepping, I always would say to you that I would pick a day and especially maybe do a day on the weekend where you have a little bit of space and just figure out some things that just really cook up some things that you have that can help you utilize for the rest of the week. So when I'm thinking about some snack ideas for kiddos or even for yourself, I'm thinking about things like veggies and hummus or dip or You know, pretzels or apples and celery and nut butter or some butter or some kind of granola or cheese sticks or yogurt or some kind of nuts or dried fruit or any protein, those protein packs that they have in the supermarket or even like some kind of protein bar. I did an episode on snacks and I'll attach that in the show notes too. And when I'm thinking about easy dinners, I'm thinking about things that you can kind of pull off during the week that make it a little bit easier for you. So some of the things I was thinking of is crockpot meals. I feel like that can be a little bit easier to do. That might be something if you're not comfortable keeping your crockpot on all during the day that perhaps you kind of make up during the week or on the weekend, and then just kind of move forward and just have it like heat up during the week. I would say try to like do as much on the weekend, as much bulk meals as you possibly can when you have a couple hours on the weekend to try to make life easier during the week. So when I'm talking about like bulk meals, I'm talking about whatever it is, whether it's crock pot or chili or lasagna or pasta or meatballs or whatever recipe you use to make a whole bunch of things that you can get a whole bunch of meals over. And out of. But then I'm thinking of what you can have during the week that would make it a little bit easier. And so some of my thoughts would be doing things like breakfast at dinner time, or doing a charcuterie board, or having sandwiches, which I feel like is super easy, where they could be things like a hummus sandwich, or falafel, or turkey clubs, or sloppy Joes. Other things I'm thinking of is doing like tacos or fajitas or things like that. If you're able to cook up some like protein sources on the weekend or even some veggie sources, I would really cook up on the weekend, whatever is going to take you the longest. So if you are roasting veggies and that takes the longest for you, try to do that on the weekend and then make the whatever protein or starts that you have. If that takes less time, make that during the week. So it's just trying to figure out ahead of time what's going to be on the menu for that particular week to make it easier so that each day you're not saying, oh gosh, what can I eat? What can I possibly have for dinner tonight? When am I going to feed the kids? Because that's that's just so much it's a lot. It's a lot to always be constantly like going through a repertoire of things that you're going to do and what you're going to eat and then trying to figure out how to fit that into people's schedule. It, it, the meal planning, I think, is probably where most people fail. And of course, it's really hard. And especially when you have multiple family members and you're trying to accommodate their needs So and their schedules, which is even harder to do. So what I would say is, is to plan ahead to avoid excess visits to the grocery store because although in all of these suggestions, the three tips that we're going to talk about, there is going to be this component of planning ahead because ultimately when you don't plan ahead and you don't take the time up front, it's probably going to cost you on the back end anyway. And so when it comes to grocery shopping, or even meal planning in general, it might seem like it's a lot of time at the beginning, and it probably will be. But then on the back end of it, you are able to save yourself time. You're able to prevent having those daily like text messages of trying to figure out what it is that you're gonna have for dinner. And then also you'll be more apt to have the ingredients in the house. So hopefully you won't have to then go to the grocery store as often as perhaps you're doing now, which is a pain. When you've worked a long day to then have to go to the grocery store, it just stinks. Another benefit of, and I don't know that I really have to tell you the benefits. I feel like most people know that it's that it is easier if you're able to meal prep ahead of time. But especially if you're somebody and and I think most of us women are always trying to figure out how to maintain our health and maintain our self-care during a process when the commitment and the, the bulk of everything and the responsibility is going to fall probably fall on you. So all of these things are meant to make your life a little bit easier in the long run. And so a way that you can do that is also with bulk meals is you already then have food for your lunches. So you're able to, if you've been able to bulk ahead of time or make meals ahead of time, now you can portion control and have your meals that you're trying to have so that you can maintain your health goals and that you have food available to you so then you're not ordering out. And then kind of going a little bit further away from what you're trying to achieve when it comes to your health. And I would try to focus on making meals that make. A lot of food and can double for lunches for adults and for kiddos as well. And then have some snacks and bars and yogurt and things like that, that you can have for after school for the kids. And so there are also some grocery list apps that might be helpful. I don't know if you're somebody who just uses the note section in your iPhone, if you have an iPhone, but there are some grocery shopping lists and some apps to go along with it. And I'll leave these in the show notes too. Some of them that I could find were any list or out of milk or bring with a, um, exclamation point or our groceries. So also try to think of some things or if there's maybe explore some of these apps to see If there is some ideas that you can do where maybe the kids or your significant other can put some ideas into an app so that you guys can really like, so that the onus doesn't fall on you. I mean, I think this is really what it's about. So if there's a way that you can have a grocery list that everyone has access to it and people can put on there, your family members, what is what you need or um you know, or maybe some suggestions of what the meals can be this week. So however that looks for your family, that could be something as simple as putting a piece of paper on the refrigerator and having everybody fill out with a pencil or pen or whatever, maybe even hang it on the fridge too. So if something is missing, you can just kind of add it on to that grocery list and then you can take a picture of it and take it to the grocery store. Or perhaps you would put some meal suggestions or things that are missing in a Google calendar if that's something that you share. Or perhaps one of these apps would be something that you all have access to that you can hop in and be like, okay, this is my grocery list for the week. And so these are some of the things that I need. So I think that trying to really just kind of like save yourself some time so that that onus doesn't fall on you and that maybe you're able to get the kids, as, especially as they start to get older, to be more inclusive and more able to help you so that it doesn't all fall on you because of the responsibility of all of this routine is probably going to fall on you as the kids are going back to school. And then the last tip is trying to figure out how to establish a routine that works for your family. So, when we talk about establishing a routine, we're trying to figure out if there's a way that you can evaluate what your kids can do to help make your life easier? Is there a way that you can start to put more responsibility on them to lessen the burden on you and to free up possibly any free, a little bit more time each day so that you can use that time to do other things that you need to do, or possibly even for yourself. And so when I'm thinking about establishing a routine, I'm thinking about First, let's talk about things that the kids can do as they get home from school. So I would say, you know, unpacking lunch. Some suggestions would be unpacking lunch as soon as they get home, washing and cleaning any of the containers that they had for lunch and putting them aside so that now after dinner, they can then pack their own lunches and they have everything ready. Is there a way that you can have them also help you after dinner so that You know, you're kind of having chores for them to do, whether they're loading the dishwasher or taking out the trash, just kind of having some kind of routine that you can try to get as much done after dinner as you possibly can. This can also be having them fill their water bottles and place them in the fridge. And other tips are making sure their backpacks and devices are charged and ready to go if they have any sports equipment that you have, everything in a central location so that you're able to just grab it first thing in the morning, perhaps that's by the front door. Making sure they have an extra mask, especially now in their backpack. So establishing some kind of routine of what you're going to do when the kids come home from school, before dinner, after dinner, and then at nighttime. And having a central location is even having your command center, this is one of the, the points of it is that you have everything in one physical spot. So then in the morning, you don't have one backpack that's upstairs. You don't have one backpack that's at the front door. You don't have keys that are somewhere in your house that you can't find. Just a place that everyone can have all their stuff, all their backpacks, their keys, whatever, all in one spot. That there is a place for electronics to be charged. There is a place where your lunches are going to be so that it saves you time in the morning. Because ultimately. This is all about saving you time because ultimately the onus is probably going to fall on you anyway. At nighttime, you know, so the bedtime routine is trying to figure out what is going to be easier for your family in the long term. So is it easier to have your kids take a shower at nighttime or better in the morning? Have the kids prep as much as they can do, maybe pull out their clothes at the at nighttime and then trying to figure out and establish a routine that's going to work for your family when it comes to homework and also technology. I think there are probably the really big ones. So homework, trying to figure out if you have a designated space where people are going to do homework. When is homework going to be done? Are you going to do homework before dinner? Are you going to do homework after dinner? That's going to probably depends on your kiddos. I have a friend who her son needs to not do homework as soon as he gets home and to actually have some time that he can just decompress. And so they make a commitment to do homework at, at different times of the night. And then trying to figure out technology for your family, establish screen time limits. So what are the times that you don't want your kiddos to be on on screen time? And what are you going to do about that? Are you going to, are do you have a family where your kids are able to, because your kids are older, to have screen time and they can have access to their devices or are your kids a little bit younger and you don't want them to have devices? So then you would need to take those devices from their rooms. So it's just trying to figure out again what's going to work for your family. And then trying to figure out if there's any time that you have during after school activities or during sports that maybe there can be some multitasking for the family to go along. So if you're Waiting for one of your kids, are you able to do some homework in the car and then trying to figure that part out? Like, what can you do during that time? Is there a way that you're able to multitask and respond to emails while you're waiting for? your child doing whatever they're doing after school? Are you able to take a walk during that time or listen to a podcast that you like? Or is there a time during this, a little bit of downtime that you can do something for yourself, whether it's even breathing or just, you know, taking a quick nap, whatever it is that you can do to make your life a little bit easier during this particular time and then finally really starting to think about some of the things that i know have probably been on your mind that you're trying to figure out as the school year approaches like what am i going to do with my kids before you know do they need transportation do they need before care do they need after care is there people that you can rely on in case something happens and you can't get to them. Do you need a babysitter after school to to free up some time for you? Do you need a tutor that's going to help you from having to do the extra burden of, you know, of of doing that homework? Maybe it's not something that you feel comfortable doing. Do you need a housekeeper to make your job a little bit easier? Is there a way that you can? bulk grocery shop or order food online to make things easier for you. So ultimately, like all of this is really hard and trying to figure out some ways that can free up some space for you to do the things that, and to make yourself a priority. And so that you're not feeling like you're getting lost in the the busyness and the craziness of the school year. At the beginning of the school year, these tips are meant to be like some suggestions that can possibly make your life a little bit easier so that you have and are able to carve out a little bit more time, even if it's just for a few minutes that you can start to take a look and do something for yourself and not get into the hustle and bustle and just have a little bit of time every day, even if it's just for five minutes that you're able to spend on yourself. There may be days that you're able to do that more and there may be days when you're able to do that less. But all of these tips are meant to be a way that you can perhaps put the onus more on your significant other or on your kiddos to help out a little bit more so that perhaps you can carve out a little bit more time to spend on yourself and to meet the health goals that you have decided are important to you. So even though some of these tips may seem like they're far-fetched for your family, again, it's not meant to be something that everybody should do. It's just trying to think about the context of what your day looks like and how to try to make that a little bit easy for your life and for your family. And knowing that it will probably be and require a little bit more time up front, but then hopefully as the routine gets more and more established and everyone kind of knows their responsibility in it, it saves you time in the future. Other things that may work is to constantly reevaluate the routine. Perhaps there are some ways that you start to do this and there's some parts of it that like don't particularly work. well constantly reevaluate it and figure out what works is there a way that you can get the task done that make it a little bit more efficient or better for your family and you know it could be all of these things so as the night progresses everyone's going to have to probably do homework and do meal prepping and get ready for the next day. So trying to figure out if, since you're already doing these tasks, if there's a, you know, if it doesn't work, trying to figure out if maybe you can change the timing of it or trying to figure out different responsibilities and who to give them to that hopefully won't fall on you to make it more efficient and to make it work for your family. And so again, you know, the goal of this is for you to find some kind of comfort and time for yourself, even if it's just a couple of minutes a day, and it's not meant to be overwhelming and it's meant to save you time in the future so that you can spend on yourself. So constantly reevaluate the routine, try to figure out what works for your family and Maybe there will only just be one thing that would work for you, but it's not meant to be all done altogether, but just if there's any piece of it that can possibly help you this year, I want to help you. I know how hard it is. I It's, it's a lot. So if there's anything that you can do to make it a little bit easier, then it may be worth the extra time upfront to, to get that done because you deserve to have the whole health that you desire. And I think what helps get us through every day is to be able to do a little bit of something for ourselves and to not always put our kiddos first. So I know you got this. I know it's just so hard, but you got this mama, you you know what to do. And I know that you know more than anybody what will work for your family. So I'll see you guys back here next week. And if there has been something that I didn't mention here, or even if there is something that did work, find me on at whole health and power on Instagram and tell me all about it. I hope you guys have a great week and life gets a little bit easier as we head back into the school year. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.